0: Welcome to the first episode of Toxic Masculinity. Um, This is my first podcast, so by and large we're winging it. So if you notice any mistakes, leave a comment, shoot me a message, and um, I'll try to correct it. Um, This podcast is going to be about aspects of masculinity that have been deemed toxic by the broader media and the feminist cause all too often men don't really have someone to speak up for ourselves. And when we do speak up, we're, we're immediately shat, shot down and, and slapped down as being sexist and misogynistic. And really, our perspectives aren't actually being heard. So I think one of the main goals of this podcast is to really challenge that idea that men can't speak um, unless we're agreeing with women. And men can't have our own opinions. Um, very often, opinions that... Are in line with the vast majority of women, women, and the broader public. I hope you enjoy. I hope it provokes deep thought. Um, I'm your host, Dave Williams. Let's go on this experiment together and see where it leads us. First issue I want to comment are these anti-abortion laws that are sweeping throughout the Southeast states like Alabama, Georgia. Um, from last I hear, Missouri and Arkansas are considering um, recent legislation of their own, but Um, I think the easiest one to target is definitely Alabama, because that's the one that's received the most attention in in the broader public and media. So first things first, a lot of attention is being steered towards the 22 white male legislators that voted in favor of the law. Um, By and large, that's their job, to sit there and vote on legislation. But I think what was most interesting about the law was it was actually written by a woman. It was signed into effect by the governor of Alabama, who is a woman. When you look at any of the protesters outside of abortion clinics, they tend to be women. Yet the feminist cause finds the need to constantly victimize themselves and juxtapose themselves against men as the victimizers. This very often isn't the case. In fact, it's a complete fallacy that they tell because it feeds into their story of a war on women. When no, this is not a war on women, this is a war between women. Men have nothing to do with it. We're simply the innocent bystanders. With that said, I will say that my own personal belief is that every individual, be they man or woman, should have the right to determine what happens with their body, should have the right to determine their life Liberty and pursuit of happiness. And I don't think the issue is the right of abortion. I think the main issue here is the right to parenthood. Should an individual have the right to determine whether they are or are not someone's parent? For women, that decision is often manifested in the right to abortion. You either choose not to have an abortion and become someone's parent, or you choose to have an abortion and not become someone's parent. Men, on the other hand, don't get that same right. We don't get that same decision. We're often beholden to the decision of a woman, in the control to the decision of a woman. These anti-abortion laws do not restrict women. They simply bring in line the right and decision of parenthood that women have with the right and decision of parenthood that men have. If men do not get the right to determine their parenthood, why should women? Why should women be afforded that extra luxury and privilege? Often the response I hear to this idea is that a man got a woman pregnant. That's one of the key things I have as an issue with the feminist movement. Every argument they make is predicated on a woman being too dumb or too weak to be responsible for her own decisions. We live in an age where contraception is readily available. You have both male condoms, you have female condoms, you have birth controls, you have IUDs, you have the day after pill. There are many precautions a woman could take with her body to avoid an abortion. Yet, when there is a pregnancy, there's this common spoken notion that the man got her pregnant as if the sperm was the only necessary thing for pregnancy, as if the egg never existed, as if, as if two adults engaging in consensual sex did not know what the potential consequences of that sex would be. For some reason only the man lacks the intelligence to understand the potential consequences Of that sexual encounter. In short, if a woman wants the right to control her body, the right to an abortion and to be able to walk away from a pregnancy, that same right should be afforded to a man. Obviously, a man does not have the ability to terminate a child, but the ability to terminate all parental rights and obligations should be fully extended to men, the same way that that right is fully extended to women in the form of an abortion.